0: It had been a long year of putting on a brave face and and keeping up the charade. He knew that he had messed up. No one would question that, not even himself. He knew he made a mistake, a pretty big one. And yet, deep down, he tried to convince himself that nobody knew. He tried to hide it. He tried to justify it. He tried to cover up his tracks so that nobody found out what he did. But deep down, deep down, he knew. Because as he, as he hung out with his friends, they didn't seem to look at him the same. He thought that as he looked at his friends and, and he saw their eyes looking back at him, he thought he saw disappointment in them. As he talked to his commanders in his army and, and his military generals... He sensed a lack of respect, a lack of honor. And yet, how could that be? Because he did such a good job of covering his tracks. He did such a good job of covering up what he did. There's no way that anyone knew, right? It was better that he just stay silent. Nobody would know. Nobody would find out. Just keep quiet and nobody would know. This is just back and forth in my, his mind. Everything was fine. At least that's what King David thought. King David, if you're not familiar with him, he was the king of Israel in 1000 BC. And he had messed up big time. He committed adultery with Bathsheba, got her pregnant, and then to cover up his tracks, to cover up his sin, he had her husband killed in battle. And he didn't open up about it. We've all made mistakes before. Now, maybe we're looking and we're saying, King David, that's a pretty big, pretty big mess up. And it's true, that, that is a pretty big sin uh, in human standards. Uh, but we've all messed up. We've all said things. We've all done things. We have all thought things where we have messed up, where we have sinned. And we know what it's like to be going about our day, minding our own business, when poof, all of a sudden the memory of it sneaks up on us. And in those moments, we oftentimes deal with our guilt and our shame in silence. We don't want to tell anyone. We don't want anyone to find out because can they love me? Can they accept me? Will they defend me even? Will they still be my friend? Who could we trust to open up and and discuss our guilt and shame with. Now, we're in a series called God Can We Talk, so you may have already assumed, well, God's the one that we can open up and talk to, and you're right. But why? How? How do we know it's safe? How do we know what to say and how much to say? That's what we're going to look at today as we look at Psalm 32. Psalm 32, written by King David. Uh, Most commentators believe this did happen Uh, after Bathsheba and Uriah. Psalm 32, here we go. We're going to open up with uh, verses 1 through 4. Here's what David said. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the the Lord does not count against them, and in whose spirit is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away, through my groaning all day long, for day and night your heavy your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Now, we we don't know for sure that this happened after Uriah and Bathsheba, but most commentators believe so. And do you know how long it took David to confess of his sins? About a year. About a year, he didn't recognize this. He didn't confess it. He didn't acknowledge it. For a year, he took a play out of the playbook of Adam and Eve, the very first parents, the very first people to sin. And what was that playbook? It was to deny it. It was to justify it. It was to cover your tracks and avoid God. And that's what King David did for a whole year. For a whole year, he did that. And did you hear the effects that that had on him? Look what he says. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. David felt this incredible weight of guilt on him. He messed up. He knew it. And when he kept silent, there was a weight on him. And at first, that weight didn't seem like a big deal, probably. But as time went on, it got worse and worse, and it took its toll. It's kind of like this backpack. I got a 15-pound weight in this thing. Right now, it's not a big deal. But the longer I carry it, the heavier it's going to get, and the more of a toll it takes on my body. That's what staying silent does, David says. And if you're following along in the notes, that's the first point I want you to take on today. When we stay silent about our sin, it takes a toll. It takes a toll both physically and spiritually. And emotionally. David says, My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer, and my bones ached. Guilt When we keep silent, it takes a toll. That's what Johnny found out. Johnny was a young boy who got his very first slingshot. And he was so excited to go to Grandma and Grandpa's because Grandma and Grandpa's house backed up to woods. And so Johnny went out with his slingshot. He set up a target in the woods, and Johnny slung those rocks for an hour. Do you know what Johnny's problem was? He was a terrible shot. He didn't hit the target once. Not one time in the whole hour that he's slinging these rocks that he hit the target. And so he walks back to Grandma's house, sad and disappointed. And he gets to Grandma's yard where the wood stops and Grandma's yard starts. And what does Johnny see? He sees Grandma's pet duck. And in an impulse, he takes a rock, slings it, and he drops the duck. He killed Grandma's pet duck duck. Immediately panic set in, desperation, fear, and he ran to the duck and he buried it in the wood pile next to the garage. And he thought he got away with it until he looked up and there was Sally, his sister. And he said, Sally, don't say anything. She said, I won't say anything. And so they went away with just a little weight on Johnny's shoulder. After lunch, Grandma said, Sally, I need help uh, washing dishes. Would you mind helping me? She says, oh, Grandma, don't worry. Johnny was telling me earlier today how he wanted to help you uh, wash the dishes today. And she looked right at Johnny and said, remember the duck. Later on, uh, right before supper, Grandpa said, hey, kids, let's go fishing. And Grandma said, hang on. I need Sally to help me cook dinner. And Sally said, no, you don't, Grandma. Johnny said he wants to help you cook. Remember the duck. And this went on for days. And as the days went on, the weight of Johnny's guilt got more and more. How do you think it impacted his relationship with Grandma? Do you think Johnny was a little more distant? Not as cheerful? Do you think he was a little more distant from Grandma? Because if he was closer to grandma, grandma might confront him. I'm sure he felt anxious, fearful, and, being, and felt ashamed. And it weighed on him. That's what David said was happening with him and God. God's hand was heavy on him. He felt the weight of his guilt. His strength was sapped as in the heat of summer, and he felt more and more distant from God. Why? Because there was something blocking that relationship. David wasn't open and honest about what he had done, and so God was more of an acquaintance as the distance grew further and further. And David's way of dealing with that guilt stay silent. We've all messed up. We've all done things that we're not proud of. We've all said things that we regret. We've all thought things that we can't believe that we would ever think. And we can go about our day and we can suppress that guilt for a little while. But every once in a while, the memory of it pops up and and we say, remember. And then shame sets in. And guilt. And we can try to cover it up. We can try to suppress it with alcohol, with drugs. We can try to justify ourselves and and explain it away. We can try to blame others. And yet that weight stays right here. The weight just stays on our shoulders. And at first it's no big deal. But as time ticks on, it gets heavier and heavier. And it begins to take a toll on us. Physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Why don't we just confess? Why don't we just tell God what we did? Because we're afraid. Will God accept me? Will God still love me? Could God still love somebody who did that? And so like Adam and Eve who covered themselves with fig leaves trying to cover up their nakedness, like David, who tried to cover up his sin, we try to cover up ours. And it takes its toll. Sally controlled Johnny for multiple days until finally Johnny couldn't take it anymore. And he went to Grandma. And as scared as he was, he said, Grandma, I have to tell you something. I killed your duck. And what Grandma said completely blew him away. She said, Johnny, I know. I was standing in the window and watched the whole thing. I saw you sling the rock. I saw you bury the the duck. And I saw you and Sally talking. Because I loved you, because I love you, I forgave you immediately. I've just been wondering how long you were going to let Sally control you. See, what Johnny didn't realize is that grandma forgave him right away. He's been carrying around this weight of guilt when grandma forgave him. All he had to do was open up and grandma would have told him right away, you're forgiven. But it took until he was finally being tired of being controlled to confess his sins. And that's where David finally got God sent Nathan the prophet to David to confront him of his sin. And David confessed his sin. Here's what he said happened. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. And you forgave the guilt of my sin. David said, I'm done. I no longer want to cover up my sin. I, ne- I want to come clean. God, here's what I did. I confess my sin. And what did David say God did? You forgave the guilt of my sin. What's really interesting here is uh, the Hebrew word for forgive that David uses is the word nasah. It's where we get our word NASA, which... The word "nasah" means lift. God lifted away the guilt of his sin. And so here's the point I want you to take home today. When we confess our sins, God lifts off that weight of guilt from our shoulders. That's what David said. David said, I've been feeling weighed down. My strength has been sapped because I've been carrying around this backpack filled with guilt. And when I confess my sin, God forgave the guilt of my sin. He lifted off that weight, He removed it. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. This is a 15 pound dumbbell in this backpack, and it's getting heavy. It's getting pretty uncomfortable uh, preaching a sermon with this backpack on me. And you may be sitting there thinking, well, you didn't have to wear it this whole time. That's foolish. And you're absolutely right. I didn't have to wear it. But you know what else is foolish? You carrying around the guilt of your sin. Thinking that you have to stay silent about what you've done. And so here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to Jesus, and we're going to confess that guilt. Because remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And so based on that promise from Jesus, we're going to come to Jesus today, and we're going to confess our sins. Now, I know we've done this in our service already, so here's what I'm going to really encourage. Don't be generic. Don't just say, God, I've sinned. Be specific. Be specific. Where in your life have you not been honest with God? What guilt are you carrying around that you're not being transparent and you haven't said it out loud or in your head to God and confessed it? Where are you tired of being controlled? Where are you tired of living in fear? What is causing that? What sin is causing that? Confess that sin. And what we're going to see is that as we do, God's going to lift that guilt right off your shoulders. And so I'm going to take this off now. And as I'm taking it off, confess the sins that are weighing you down. All right? Here we go. Okay. here's what we're going to do next, okay? Now, together, we are going to say out loud, God, you forgave the guilt of my sin. Ready? God, you forgave the guilt of my sin. He has lifted that weight of guilt off of your shoulders, and he has placed it onto the shoulders of Jesus, who says, come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. And how does he do it? Because he takes that backpack of guilt on your shoulders and he nails it to the cross. And that's where it hangs. It is no longer on you. Jesus has taken your sin, your guilt, that backpack filled with guilt, and he has put it on the cross. It is no longer on you. You are forgiven. There is no sin that's too shocking to God. There is no sin too great for him to, to forgive. He has forgiven every single one. He's taken the guilt of it all, of every mess up that you've had, and he's nailed it to the cross. That's the freedom that Jesus brings. That's the rest that he brings to your weary and burdened soul so when we mess up we want to come to Jesus we want to come to God and say God I've messed up and we want to be honest and transparent because when we are God will take that guilt off of us and we will feel the relief and the rest that comes from knowing that our sin even that one is forgiven and when we have that freedom when we know that God has lifted the weight of guilt off of our shoulders it changes us Here's how it changed David. Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach them. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Do not be like the horse or the mule which have no understanding but must be controlled by bit and brittle or they will not come to you. Many are the woes of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the one who trusts in him. Rejoice in the Lord and be glad, you righteous. Sing, all you who are upright in heart. David says, don't be like the horse and the mule that needs to be controlled. Because what are they going to do? Even when they get back on the right path, they want to go wrong. No, no, no. David's prayer, our prayer... Is that because we know that this guilt is off of us, that God has lifted it off and placed it on Jesus, that we don't return to the way we went. But we turn from our sin. Because of God's amazing grace, because he has lifted the guilt off of our shoulders, he has given us rest, we want to live for him. In the same way that Johnny wanted to live to please grandma. A couple weeks later, Johnny was back at Grandma's house and he was out in the woods slinging his slingshot, didn't hit the target again, and he was coming back home and he saw Grandma's new pet duck. This time the rock stayed in his pocket. Not because of fear, but because he couldn't believe how much Grandma loved him and he didn't want to hurt Grandma. In the same way, we want to live to please and praise God. He has completely removed the guilt of our sin. And now we want to live for him. Our lives have been changed. We've experienced the freedom. We've experienced the weight of guilt off of our shoulders. And so let's always come to him when we mess up. Because we will. We will continue to mess up again and again and again. And when we do, come back and open up. God, I've messed up. And he will forgive your sin. He already has. Let's pray, praising God, thanking Him for His love, His mercy, and for the forgiveness that He gives us. Heavenly Father, we praise and thank You for Your love and for Your kindness, Uh, the freedom that You give us, the fact that there's no sin too great, there is... Uh, No sin too shocking, but you forgive them all. And you've taken them all and you've put them on your son, Jesus. Jesus, we thank you for willingly taking our sin and nailing it to the cross with you. And through the shedding of your blood, you have forgiven us all of our sin. We thank you that that weight is no longer on our shoulder. Uh, It's off of us. We don't have to carry it anymore. And so as we are tempted to stay silent about our sin, let us confess freely knowing that you've already forgiven us and that we get to get this weight off of us by coming to you. Help us as Christians to be uh, people whom others can confess to. Let us have the openness and the readiness and the spiritual maturity to receive that and then to announce them the truth that is found in your word that their sins are forgiven because of Jesus. Let us lift people's guilt off of them instead of putting more guilt on them. We ask you to bless us and continue to watch over us, watch over our country, continue to be with uh, the doctors and the physicians and everyone involved uh, that a cure may be found for COVID. Continue to be with everyone. Let them show love and respect, and let us be united and not divided. We ask all this in Jesus' name. It's in his name that we join to pray. Our Father in heaven. I was instructed by God that when the the Israelites left the temple, he was to raise his hand and bless the people with the Lord's name so they knew that the Lord was going with them. We're going to end our service the same way so you know the Lord's going with you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Amen.